Hello, everybody, and welcome to Buzzing About Romance, uh, the podcast. This is me, Becky, and with us... Oh, my gosh. Hey, Leah, thanks for joining me again tonight. Hi, Hi every Becky. week. How's it going? <laughs> Holy crap. I think that was probably one of the worst we've had in a really long time. Yes, and our guests are laughing at us because <laughs> they do not know that awkward intros are kind of our thing. I love it. <laughs> that was like the height of bad tonight. <laughs> hey, but it was done without the Mrs. Doubtfire voice. That's true. <laughs> like it started off strong and it went downhill right. very quickly. But anyway. Because <clears throat> I don't want to be like, well, and with us on this episode is Leah. Leah is always with me on these episodes. Like this is not <laughs> new true. things. Like same person <laughs> since February, Becky. Move forward. Um. So on tonight's episode, or on today's episode, we are chatting about book covers. We are so, chatting about book covers. Uh, recently, author Rebecca Gallo uh, recovered her debut novel duet, and it kind of played out a little bit on TikTok. And I totally was following along and obsessed with it. I kept sharing the TikToks with everybody. Uh -huh. um, and so, of course, I was like, um, guys, I've read these books. They're very good. We have to talk to them. And Leah's like, okay, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Leah just shakes her head and is like, yes. Okay, Leah, read us Rebecca's bio, and then I will introduce you to Ian, the cover model that is the new <laughs> face of the presidential duet. <laughs> okay. Rebecca Gallo, high school English teacher by day, India romance author by night and on the weekends. She started her publishing journey in 2017, but has been a romantic her entire life. When she was little, both her mom and babysitter used to watch soap operas. It's like a rite of passage right there. Her mom was also big into those soapy miniseries like Thornbirds and North and South. So she developed some pretty inappropriate crushes at a young age. She also used to think that everyone kissed with tongue, too. In 2015, she started reading and reviewing for a blog, which is how she was introduced to the world of indie romance and learned a lot about the self-publishing process. She currently has three full-length novels out and over a dozen novellas. She lives in southwest Arizona with her husband's son and two tuxedo cats. She's a donut aficionado, taco connoisseur, and wine snob. When it's hot, you can usually find her in the pool with a cocktail. And let me just say, she is our people. She is our Donuts, people. tacos, and wine. Thank right? <laughs> Although we can't really claim connoisseurs because we'll drink wine out of the box. Well, but I never <laughs> would pass up a taco. Right. Um, so, and then Ian Brownhill is also joining us for this episode. He is an actor model based out of Boston, Massachusetts. He's been in several movies, TV shows, and commercials. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. We're excited to have you here with us. Oh, awesome to be here. Thank you so much. Um, it is okay. So now Leah was not on TikTok at the time of your cover model remodel shoot, and we'll get to all of that. Um, I'm still not really stuff. on it. I just it's just easier to. Sometimes I find stuff on my own, but not very often. <laughs> I was slow. I was slightly obsessed. I have a problem on the TikTok. Um, okay, so before we get there, we want to get to know you guys. Um, so we're going to ask you some questions. Uh, first up, both of you can answer at will. Uh, coffee or tea? You can go ahead, Rebecca. I'll let you go first, please. 
Well, um, I... You can pick a different coffee. answer. No, I used to drink coffee, um, but um, I went to a very fancy afternoon tea at the Wrigley Mansion, and um, I discovered the beauty of loose leaf tea. Mm. Um, so I have been indulging in that. Um, however, uh, despite having three Starbucks in my town, I always go to Dunkies. That's right. <laughs> we love to hear that. <laughs> uh, Ian, coffee or tea? I am a coffee man. Coffee in the day, coffee at night. Just, just give me the coffees, especially Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, I am a coffee snob. If for those that follow the podcast know this, I only drink coffee. Like I will grab a Starbucks. I'll grab a Dunkin's when, um, I'm on the run and such. But if I have my choice, I go to the local small batch coffee roaster. <laughs> and I'm hey, slowly... you know, it's good. It's always good to support the small businesses. So <laughs> right. I'll never, I'll never turn my head at it. You know, a lot of, you know, my character has got this obsession with Duncan, but I do, I do love and support local shops and, and I do enjoy a, a coffee that's like a, a local roast or something different. Yeah. But, you know, when you grow up in New England, you have no choice but to have Duncan at every turn. So it's kind I, of hard to avoid. Yeah, I didn't realize until a friend of mine that is from the Northeast was like, yeah, you go to Duncan. Like, you can have all the Starbucks in town, but those are for the people that are not really from the Northeast. <laughs> right. <laughs> I used to live in New Hampshire, and um, I kid you not, there was a Duncan adjacent to a Duncan like down the road it's like a Duncan in the gas station adjacent to the Duncan in the plaza oh yeah. my god that's so, so funny. my my hometown that I grew up in had a Duncan uh has a Duncan still does but there used to be a competitive um coffee shop across the street that was called Best Eaton and then Tim Hortons from Canada, oh, Canada. Bought it out. and then Tim Hortons didn't survive and, an, and instead of another coffee shop going in, Duncan decided to purchase it. So there's no more competition. So I kid you not, while like the front, like each Duncan is quite literally across the street from each other. You can throw, you can throw your donut from one to the next. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So I live in Northwest Ohio and um, we also, we have Tim Hortons, but we also have our um, Krispy Kreme in some of the Oof. different areas and they're so gross uh, honestly they're all of the anyway they're so gross <laughs> the donuts or the or the coffee all of the above no <laughs> you're breaking my heart I'm a, I'm i love snub. Krispy cream i lived really? in miami for a few years and i had a 24-hour one and man that hot and ready button turned on it was like there was like this feeling inside of me that i knew that it was ready for me and i would just <laughs> go get a hot dozen like it was nothing so <laughs> um okay so whiskey or vodka tequila tequila you go sister <laughs> yes so unfortunately i can't answer the question because i don't drink well that's okay i didn't drink yeah so i i, I don't really have a taste or uh, a knack or a preference for any of them any of it? but uh just for the the sake of i would imagine that i would be a whiskey guy Probably. I would concur. I would concur. It would fit with the persona a little more. There you um, go. <laughs> okay, so, and this is a big one. Feet tucked in the blanket or out of the blanket? Oof. This is a fight in my house, just so we know. Like, I am 22 years married to my spouse, and this is still one of the only things left we fight about. <laughs> 
<laughs> I live in Southwest Arizona where it's like 115. So she does not use blankets, people. <laughs> but there's air conditioning. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's 115, but it can be six in the house. And then there's a fan. So oftentimes I go to sleep with like socks on and then have my feet covered. Feet covered. Yeah. So you're more of a burrito. I can't I can't <laughs> sleep with cold feet. If my feet are cold, I cannot sleep. That's fair. Ian, are your feet tucked into the blanket or out of the blanket? You know, I'm 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 indifferent, but are I would you have a to one say that, footer? I was gonna say I'm kind of a one footer type of person where it's like I get very, very hot when I sleep. I'm like, my body temperature just skyrockets. But I also wear socks to bed because for some reason, not only do I find it cozy, but I know that it is, it's good for your, your circle, circulation to wear socks to bed. So, but I, I often find myself always having one leg kind of drooped outside of the blanket. That's like, one's cooling me off and one's cozy. And then through the night, they flip-flop. Yeah. So I think, I, I think I'm stuck on the fence for your argument. I don't know if I help at all. That's okay. I'm a one footer as well. You're yeah. a one footer as well. <laughs> okay, am. I'm still boggled by the whole socks to bed thing, but it's fine. Yeah, I we'll just I move that, that for another day. <laughs> um, okay, eggs sunny side up or scrambled? Over hard. Over hard. Over hard. Or scrambled. So what's I like eggs over done? hard with avocado. She just does. needs a yolk cooked. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm a sunny side up kind of guy. I like uh, I like the runny eggs. Dippy eggs. I, I like it. I, I, I eat a lot of eggs and I always have uh, sunny side up. Okay. So let's get to the purpose for being here today. Um, we want to talk about the process of recovering, covering your books. Uh, the book, the presidential duet, um, their books and book one is the presidential bargain and book two is capital promises. These were originally published in 2017. Rebecca, what made you decide to recover the books? Well, I have always wanted to recover them because it bothered me that the dude on both covers was a different guy and I cannot tell you how many times I scoured through stock photo exclusive photo sites um, with like Furious Photog, Golden Chermak and like Wander um, and I just I absolutely could not find what I was looking for. Um, one thing to know uh, about covering and like looking for specific models is that um, if you find somebody who's like like super muscular, it's really hard for them to fit into a suit. So I would have conversations with Golden um, about like, you need to like shoot more suits. Like, oh, he would be perfect if he was in a suit. And his response back to me would always be like, they don't fit. So um, <laughs> that was always an issue um, and why I could never um, find the perfect guy to, um, you know, put on my books until lo and behold, TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> so is that how you found Ian was through TikTok? 
Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I was following him before or after, um, but I pro- it was probably before because obviously as a romance author, you follow pretty much like every handsome, good-looking dude for the thirst trap videos, of course. Um, <laughs> it's all research, and, people. Just research. And he also does really good <laughs> So uh, we are, you know, a superhero family. And so I enjoy Ian's cosplay a lot. Um, but he posted a shoot uh, with Brandy, the photographer. And there was um, an image of him in a, like a burgundy maroon shirt, black pants, sitting on the couch. And he had the total look. He had the look of Jameson. And like instantly, I was like, I, I don't, I have to, I have to. Yeah. Um, so I actually sent Brandy, the photographer, a message first. Um, and she had never uh, licensed uh, a photo before um, for a book cover. And she wasn't really sure about it. Um, and we both kind of let the ball drop on, on that at first. And then just randomly, Ian posted another series of images by another photographer. And I was like, dude, you need to be on a book cover. And he commented under my comment, like, coincidence, I would like to be on one. And I was like, okay, okay, let's open this back up. Yeah. Kismet at this point now. (laughs) Yes. So I re-messaged Brandy and I was like, hey, I dropped the ball on this. Can we circle back to this conversation? And at that point, it just happened so quickly after that second message to Brandy. And we talked about it. And then um, before anything really happened, like I needed to make sure that Ian was even on board because some people like I don't know what his career trajectory was what his goals are maybe it's not to be on a romance cover he's got a lovely girlfriend actually I don't know her but I'm assuming she's lovely so (laughs) can't um, confirm she is (laughs) so maybe you know like she's not cool with her dude being on the cover of you know of a romance book maybe he's not comfortable with that because I don't write clean romance um and um you know some people just aren't aren't comfortable with that so you know i was like brandy's cool with it but is ian cool with it and if he's cool with it and my husband is cool with spending the money then let's do this so ian this is your first book cover yes and how was this process for you like give us your side of all of the chaos of being on a book cover for books that are not closed door or fade to black. <laughs> right. Um, well, I'll tell you what, it was, it was both exciting and, and um, very interesting to learn about the process of. And I, I want to just say kind of like humbling because if I'm being like honest, I just, I've, I've personally, no matter how hard I've tried, I've never saw myself as that type of person that type of man. I've never, I've never looked in the mirror and been like, I am desirable enough to be on the cover of a book. Well, and (laughs) (laughs) thank you. And, um, you know, and I was definitely like a late bloomer in my life and, you know, especially coming from like the new England region, uh, I kind of look like a lot of the typical guys in this area look. 
So I, I've never really been exposed on, for example, like a TikTok to a major platform. And I joke with my girlfriend about this, but I've always said that like my look is very much an acquired taste. I've never, I've never felt like I was middle of the road. Like either someone found me attractive and was very, very honest about that. And they told me why, or they were just like, no, you're not my type. I never felt like I was the middle of the road where people were like, you know, you're handsome enough, but you know, I so saw, I'll give you a chance as far as, you know, the dating scene is concerned. So um, being on TikTok, I was like realizing that, you know, a lot of people enjoyed like the cosplay content. And like, so I started kind of trying to embrace that a little bit more with doing these thirst trap things that are very popular on TikTok, which again, for me was a new exploration. And then, you know, um, the comments about book covers started coming, you know, started coming in and I started learning more about it. And then just the professional professionalism that Rebecca approached by talking to the photographer and then asking if I was okay with it was like, I was like, I felt very comfortable with exploring this more. And then the more I got to speak with her, the more, um, you know, we talked about what she was looking for from me. And I felt, I felt um, that there was more value in the fact that, you know, she wanted me to do signed copies. We were able to discuss what the photos should look like. It, it, it wasn't kind of like, a, I'm going to pay you money, go be sexy. And then that's it. Cause you know, I, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't sit here and say that modeling is hard work, um, but there is a pressure to it in some sense sure. when you know that someone else's livelihood liability or what they're investing their future into such as a book is on the line. You know, and on that day we FaceTimed and I was like, please make, I, you know, I was speaking with the photographer, Brandy. And I said, can you just send her some of these pictures? Cause I'm not sure if I'm capturing what she wants yet. And we had a few discussions via text um, that really helped me be like, okay, I think I'm understanding more of what she's, what she's looking for. And then I feel like that's when we really started getting a good flow and, you know, it makes something as um, something like, a, something like modeling, which seems like it's just so bare as far as, having meaning, it, it made it have meaning for me. You know, it wasn't just a, a moment of stand there and be perfect. It was kind of like help, you know, helping Rebecca capture the image that she really desired so that her book could give the life, the life to it that she was looking for. And hopefully I did that. I feel like I have based on our discussions, but um, yeah, it was all very exciting. It was all very new, but I tried to embrace it with an open mind and open arms. And I feel like all of the right people were involved and, you know, and now I really, I really enjoy it. And I'm now I hope I can do even more. <laughs> yeah. Cause this is kind of a little different than how you typically work for a cover as an author. You don't typically get to kind of discuss poses and, because you're using typically stock right for many yeah yeah you can if you do a custom shoot but not a lot of authors are willing to put out the money for mm -hmm. a custom shoot because they can be really really pricey um and even before i agreed to um to this with Brandy, because um, she had never licensed images before. I was talking with Golden Jermack about it because I had never done a custom shoot before. And then when, when I broke down what I was paying, I realized I really wasn't paying that much more. Actually, I was paying pretty much the same as if I was buying two images, like from one of his galleries or from a gallery from like Wander. Um, Aguirre, however you say his name, from Wander. Yeah. Um, so I like, I, I like 
if they if she wasn't you know charging me any more than than that and it was a custom shoot so i got to say you know like okay like Ian's you were able to suit. have that input yeah ian's got a blue suit i want the blue suit mm-hmm. um and you know like 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 ian said we were able to facetime and we did that right before they started she sent brandy sent me images um throughout and you know you could really tell the very beginning that i think ian and brandy were both kind of nervous about um you know what they were shooting and i was nervous too because it's a lot of money um <laughs> i was like oh dear god like please let this be work out please let this work out and i and she was like there was you know a little bit of silence for a while and then she sent me an image and it was like bingo it was like that perfect like classic shot of a guy in a suit looking dead on at the camera and i was like yes now we're getting it (laughs) and when she sent me the gallery i was like overjoyed with what they had done like if i could have purchased literally every single one of those images i would have done it (laughs) um to use on like later book covers or i don't know just so that nobody else could have them because they're so (laughs) because they're so good and i actually i did buy a print of one of them um so it's gonna get hung up in my office when it finally gets cleaned up but there i was just blown away by what they had accomplished by the end of the shoot. And I, it's so and I knew exciting. that like, it is, it is. And those images really helped define the brand of these books. So like, I'm super grateful for that because like before they didn't have a brand and like those images created the brand. I think one of my favorite ones that I saw featured on TikTok was you were uh, sitting in a chair, kind of like lounged back in in a chair and uh, or no, I guess it's the one you're leaning forward with your hands in the chair in the blue suit, I believe. Yeah, you, sh- you shared that one. Is that the one I shared? I you like, shared hmm. that one. Like, That's look nice. Look who I found. It's <laughs> very nice. But it does encompass the characters in the book. And I don't think that this is something that, I mean, I think that people, authors realize it, but some romance writer or some romance readers were kind of bitchy about our covers. Yeah. If a cover looks like janky, we're kind of like, maybe not. Covers are really, really important. I'm, I'm like that too. I'm a total cover whore like can I say whore sorry yeah you can, yes. say, whore. You can say everything <laughs> <Same> thing <laughs> okay um, I'm a total like cover whore and a little bit of a cover snob too if, you know like I look at uh, I totally judge a book by its cover sometimes yeah. oh I do and you know the first the first cover the original cover it was great it worked for the story like a lot of people love that image of the guy in the tux and the girl with the blonde hair and the red dress because that's also representative of that story but it wasn't it was good for the time for what I could afford for Mm -hmm. where I was at as a debut novelist novel writer um author and you know I don't know TikTok just 
brought me kismet the greatest cover model (laughs) cover model sorry other cover models but yeah so ian have you had have you had some inquiries then from other authors or (laughs) i have looking at model stocking you know like stocking up some pictures yeah, so I've, I, I have been, you know, extremely humbled and grateful to have had other authors reach out to me after seeing that, um, you know, so I owe a huge thanks to the photographer, Brandy, and Rebecca for helping me get into this field. Um, but also, uh, I did reach back out to Rebecca because I was like, hey, you know, where do you typically get your photos from? And I asked her for some advice because I'm like, maybe I should just link up with one of these photographers and I can make my photos stock so people could buy them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, you know, she gave me some insight and, and help with it. Um, and I also have been speaking with the girl Brandy and I said, why don't we just shoot a wide variety of looks and styles and now we can just sell the photos as is. So that way, you know, but at the same time, I still kind of, like I was saying earlier, there is something that is more meaningful to me behind the work, being able to connect with the author in advance and curating something that they're genuinely looking for, you know? So that way they're not like, uh, I love this outfit, but I don't love the backdrop. I like this look, but I don't love the shirt. If you could do this and that, you know, and, and that just for me is, you know, I, you know, I, I consider myself somewhat of an artist in that aspect. And, and I, I want my work to have some sort of meaning behind it. Um, you know, we all need to make money and make a living, but for me, if, if there's more meaning behind it, then that's kind of, you know, there's, there's no certain value you can put on that, you know? So knowing that I was able, like I said, to, to work with Rebecca and really be like, okay, this is her vision and this is what I'm able to give her. And and she finds it of value. It's like, now we're both, we're both winning in this scenario. You know, I get all this new insight and experience and then, you know, she gets what she's looking for. So I've taken that. Um, I had another offer author actually buy one of the images from that same shoot uh, the bathtub shoot for one of her, Sarah, believe her name, Sarah Bale. She bought um, the one of the images of me in the bathtub from the photo shoot. Um, oh, you for shared her that one self. too. Yes. Yeah, I, um, I kind of stalked. Okay, so we're just going to be really honest. <laughs> Ian, I totally stuck. Um, That's quite all right. <laughs> me too. I do it too. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad I'm not alone. See, I don't have to do it. You do it for me. I have screenshots <laughs> saved onto my desktop. <laughs> um, I'm not quite there. I'm not there, but well, I do share. But I have access to like the entire shoot still. <laughs> right. So, it's yours occasionally to keep. I'll just go I'll just go back in and look and be like, oh. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to like objectify or anything, but like they're just no, gosh, so no. they're just so hey, listen, you paid for the photos, they're your photos and, and it's <laughs> and I don't mind that you looked. <laughs> they they're just so perfect they they really are like if i could literally write like five more books or four more books uh, there might be a third book because i just kind of opened that door back up again so awesome um, so there might be a third book and you know the shoot that he did recently with brandy like i saw an image and i was like oh could you just not sell that to anybody <laughs> you're like i could write a book for this picture <laughs> i have a book right there in my brain but see honestly though you have i mean ian it's a cover and it's about looks and you have a very you kind of have that american boy next door sexy look um the beard helps a ton we are very much into the beard on the podcast we 
have slight obsessions. There are people that are <laughs> listeners that have a thing for beards. Um, but it's a look and honestly, you know, we sometimes in book covers see the same models over and over again. So I think with you coming onto the scene, it is a fresh kind of face that, like you said, it's not one extreme or the other. There's, you know, an attainability about your looks for the <clears throat> average woman that right. makes your covers just a little bit extra for those of us that are stalking you. Awesome. Right. <laughs> I love right that. I, I love the way that was worded. Yeah. Just I, think well, it's, I need to make it's more nice money. To, <laughs> it's nice to have, like, see another face, though, because we do. We see a handful over and over and over and over again. So it's nice to have some variety like mixed in because we read a lot of, uh, we read a lot of books. Yeah. We read a lot of books. <laughs> and I like to see something new and something different. I don't, I just dislike seeing the same person over and over and over and over and over right. again. <laughs> yeah. I think for and me, again. what was probably the most uh, attractive thing about it, and um, since you've stalked most uh, most of my stuff, apparently, you may <laughs> be able to have noticed, um, it isn't until recent when I went on a trip in Hawaii, but I don't typically post like or make thirst traps shirtless. I actually really love wearing suits. It's kind of like for me, uh, you know, women always, I've heard, I don't know say all women, but you know, women have said that like, that's their lingerie is a man in a nice suit, you Ruth. know, like, as opposed to men Can't seeing confirm. women in lingerie. So, and I just, for me, like I've always, I worked in the financial world for some time, um, you know, and I always looked up growing up. I, I always knew that I was like, I always saw like guys in suits. I was like, man, I want to wear a suit one day. These guys look like they just, they, they know what they want in life and they, they demand life to give it to them. And I, I want to be that person one day. Um, so it was nice that like when I was speaking with Rebecca, it wasn't kind of like, uh, okay. So I'm thinking you shirtless, you know, sweaty doing this one thing. Cause it's like, of course, I totally understand if that's what you're looking for. No knock to it. But for me being in my element, I'm comfortable trying to wear a suit. And yeah. that's where, for me, I feel the sexiest, where I feel like, oh, I'm, I feel confident and comfortable in this, you know? So for me, it was like, you know, I, I try not to be over, over cheesy with the sexualization of things. And it's just so easy for someone who's in shape to take their shirt off, you know? And I'm like, I would much rather say, you know, here's my suit. Let's go get a drink and have dinner mm -hmm. type of feeling rather than, oh, you know, here's what I look like naked. So there's no secret. Right. <laughs> there's nothing well, to look forward to or imagine anymore. And really the bare chested male model on romance is slightly getting overdone. Um, you know, like we cut them off from the lips <laughs> up <laughs> yeah, and so we're not see seeing faces. eyes. And I know why we do that, you know, because if hair color doesn't match, if eye color doesn't match, honest to gosh, I have messaged authors because you know, we talked about me being the queen of the petty. Um, <laughs> I have messaged authors and been like, hey, your cover model doesn't match the description of your book. And it's really bothering me because I'm <laughs> such a brat. Because well, you'll, you'll find like a blonde haired, blue eyed cover model and it's a brown haired, brown eyed character. Yeah, I could see where that would be an issue. And it bugs me. And so I totally am the one that messages the author and is like, um... Things don't match, and this is bothering me. 
can you fix this one way or another? So like, I get why we get like the neck down shots, but bare chested, that's kind of why I love like this one with you in the suit is amazing. I like illustrated covers. Um, even though I kind of have a love hate relationship with them a little bit. I, um, I like them because then it's something different. It looks a little different. Um, but, you know, I also grew up on romance during the age of Fabio. So um, we had flow. the flow. The flow. And the big pirate shirts. <laughs> yeah. If I had to head trap Ian, uh, my friends would have murdered me. Like, yeah. I'm sure everybody would have murdered me if I... I would have been sad. Had. And I, honestly, sometimes like when you're looking through stock photos, it's like, they're perfect from the neck down, but sometimes it's like they like they have a weird expression on their mm -hmm. face. Like I would have loved to include more images from um, the original cover with the guy in the tux, the girl in the red dress. But when I look through the other through the gallery of them, like the rest of the images are so weird. Like she's got like a knife and she's like murdering him. And I'm all like, there's just one usable image and everything else is so weird. And it just doesn't, just doesn't work. And uh, you know, it's like, okay, well head chop, but yeah, like you just, you can't head chop Ian. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't thank head you chop for not, Ian either. Thank you for not head chopping me. I didn't know that that was even an option, but I'm glad to know that I made it past. Right. I it mean, is. that's kind of a big honor that she didn't head chop you because I'm very honored. As if, as if I could be has been head more chopped. hyped up about this. <laughs> I um recently there was a cover and it's a it was a woman on a uh, romance cover and the way she's holding her hand with her hair over her hand it looks like a man hand that's actually a werewolf hand like it's fur or something on the hand and it really bugged me and i wish they had <laughs> chopped that off like or photoshop so. the hair out like there's ways to fix it like it looked like a man hand a werewolf hand coming out of nowhere to like i don't know it's very weird for me <laughs> well i've been complaining about this cover i've been complaining months. about this for months so. I, have to, I have to be honest. I'm the type of person that needs to know now. So please send it to me, tag me in it, whatever. Sure. I got to see this. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll send, I'll send it to you on Instagram. Um, I'm like, okay. I like, I low key love drama, but like, I'm really good at publicly acting like I don't. So, you know, now that it's on the podcast, you know, people Same. can hear, maybe we can edit that part out, but. Oh no, we don't edit. Way. We're all, <laughs> we're all out there. Like what you get is what you get. Okay. Um, you do cosplay Ian, I guess. Okay, so this is really... I just really watched all the thirst trap stuff and the book stuff. I didn't watch the cosplay stuff. That's, that's actually typically my most material. thirst... That's usually my, my biggest thirst traps. Holy crap, how did I miss that? What do you cosplay? So I cosplay um, Captain America, um, specifically from the suit where he uh, wears it in Infinity Wars, which is where he has the long hair and the long beard. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I typically tend to have my beard unless required to shave for work. So, um, you know, I, it, the suit fit me more. Um, I also do Superman because I love Superman, my favorite. Uh, I don't always do that one. That one's like every once in a while. Um, the one I do the most is Peaky Blinders. So mm -hmm. I have the, the full three-piece suit. I've got the pocket watch. I've got the little dangling cigarette and the uh, paper boy hat. So I do the Killian Murphy Peaky Blinders look. 
Nice. Well, I guess we know what I'm going to be doing tonight. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Going down do. the Ian. <laughs> and you guys, everybody that's listening, we will link Ian's Instagram and his TikTok for you in our on the shelf show notes so that you can follow along and stalk along with me. Because <laughs> it's just me. Anyway. People are never going to want to come back on here because I think every like three episodes. So I was stalking you online. I mean, it's a safe stalking though. Like I don't make troll comments. It's online nowadays, you know, like, you know, that's like stalking online isn't even like that. Like maybe 10 years ago, people would, that was like, wow. But it's like, I put everything that I am online. So yeah, it's all we had for a while. Sliding into people's DMs without permission. Right. You have my permission to send me that werewolf hand. <laughs> right? Because it's weird. Okay. Buzzing about romance conversation card number 32. What are the worst names you have ever heard in reference to a vagina? <laughs> the lady envelope. The lady envelope. <laughs> oh my gosh. The Rusty Gates. What? There was what? a book. There was a book that an author referred to the lady's what? vagina about her rusty gates. Oh, oh my god. Man. This I is like... Ian's like, I like to... never coming back. No. no, I just feel like I, I should have a good one, but I don't know if I do. I like to jokingly refer to it and have actually, I think, put it in a book as um, a lady taco. A lady taco, the pink taco. Yeah. The downstairs kitty cat. Downstairs kitty cat. Um, the snatch. Yeah, That's I was going to say, like, this, I, maybe, maybe calling it the firehouse. When I heard that a lot when I was younger, you put your fire truck in the firehouse, park it in the garage type of thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's about it. That is terrible. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know, but it's it is awful. terrible. Listen, that might have replaced Lady Envelope. <laughs> I think it might have. We have to share that a drunk book club this next weekend. <laughs> next weekend, I remember. Drunk- I remember reading once in a book, um, and, I, and I can't even think of the book. But the author referred to it as like her petals. Petals. Oh yeah, I've read and that. I, and I was like, what? I mean, just call it a vagina. A vagina is a vagina. Is a vagina. (laughs) Look, Leah, I went almost the whole episode and did not say penis, but I did say vagina a lot. It's true. I told you you're on a penis hiatus again. I am not on a penis hiatus. Well, I debated either worst names you've ever heard in reference to a vagina or a penis question. Vagina this time. <laughs> I know you like it when I ask questions. I sure I do. <clears throat> <laughs> this is why I stopped putting the numbers. So Leah could not be prepared. I can't cheat. I cannot cheat and be like, change the number, Becky. No. I should just change it someday. Like add my own number. But you print your papers out so that wouldn't work. It wouldn't. That would be bad. The that worst would be like bad. that. It's fun to talk about vaginas and lady envelopes. <laughs> Just no. No. <laughs> anyway, 
On that note, thank you so much to both Rebecca and Ian for joining us for this episode of Buzzing About Romance. We appreciate you so much. Um, you can find Ian on Instagram and TikTok, and I will link those in our on-the-shelf show notes. The Presidential Duet is in Kindle Unlimited. Correct, Rebecca? Yes. And um, you can find them then there. We are also going to do a giveaway of a signed copy and details will be in our on-the-shelf show notes to enter. So we will do that also. So I want a pretty copy too, so I have to figure that out, Leah. <laughs> then I can put them like on the shelf. That's Ian would true. be on my shelf. Like instead of the elf on the shelf, I'll have an Ian on the shelf. <laughs> That's not creepy. I, I might have an extra. Okay. We'll talk later. <laughs> Leah's like... Whatever. Thank you so much for coming we on do and weird joining with... us tonight. <laughs> anyway, thank you, everyone. We appreciate you for giving us your time to talk about recovering the book. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank awesome. you so thank much you so for much. inviting me. Yes, absolutely. It was an honor to be here. Thank you all so very much. I really appreciate it. So that was a super fun interview, both it Ian was. and Rebecca were so gracious and kind to join us so and and put up with becky's conversation card <laughs> it was a good one come on it was we are gonna one. be giggling about firehouse for weeks months it might have to be a hashtag oh my god yes yes it does you might need it anyway because so, nobody will understand it either no one will so much better it makes it better. <clears throat> it does. Anyway. Okay. Romantic buzz quick update. Yes. Last so week. Last week, <laughs> Becky and I talked about the controversy coming out of the RWA's Vivian Awards. And on Saturday, our August 2nd, the Seventh. RWA. Seventh. August 7th. Okay. I can't read right now. Oh, sorry. It's okay. The RWA rescinded the award that At Love's Command by Karen Whitmire received. And we did link the news article about it on last week's On the Shelf show notes. Yep. I just thought we, I'm not giving it any more time. I just thought we should link the article. The RWA did not make an official announcement other than they have rescinded the Vivian Award to that person. So anyway. And moving on. To better things. To better things. Amazing things. things. Yes. Uh, September Drunk Book Club is a little different than how we typically do it. So typically we ask for theme and then we vote on theme and then we nominate books and then we vote on the books. And then once we have a winner of a book, Leah or I will reach out to the winning author and say, hey, would you like to come join us for Drunk Book Club? But we decided to kind of change things up because we have a wish list, right? We do. We do have a wish list and of all those authors that we just really, 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 really want to talk to. We do. So for September's Drunk Book Club, we reached out to author Kelly Jameson, mm-hmm. queen of hockey romance. Yes. Um, and asked her if she would like to come join Drunk Book Club in September. And she said, yes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we are still in the process of voting or nominating and voting on books. We will announce it on social media on Monday, August 16th. So this episode drops on August 15th. We will announce the winning book on the 16th on our social media. But know that author Kelly Jamison will be joining us for September's Drunk Book Club. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. She has a series about a tequila bar, and I think that's what we should read. But we'll see where the votes go. I mean, I will say yes to that because we all know I like my tequila. Fair. So um, last week we announced our, well, I guess it's almost been two weeks ago. We announced Mm -hmm. the uh, Buzzing About Romance inaugural readathon for National Read a Book Day. Um, so you can join us on Monday, September 6th from 12 p.m. Central Standard Time to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for our first ever readathon live stream event over on the YouTube. It will be a day filled with books, reading, giveaways, shenanigans, and more. Um, we are celebrating with 14 of our favorite authors all day long on YouTube. All day long. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be. It is going to be a lot of fun. And um, we are, Becky is going to be joined by Carolina, who is Curl Up With Books on Instagram as her main co-host for the day because my littles will be home all day. And so I kind of have to pay attention to them. But I will be popping in and out as the day goes. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. We have a full list of the authors that are joining us on our website. So make Mm -hmm. sure you check that out. Um, Another piece of that is, however, we need 100 romance readers to fill out our uh, readathon survey. Yes. You can find it on the website. Or if you have questions, you can always email us about it also. Yeah, it's a quick 20 questions, family feud style, pop in the first word that comes to mind. And there is a giveaway associated with that that will be awarded on that day. So take the survey. It's fun. I promise. Mm -hmm. There might even be a penis question in there. I'm sure there is. But we have, excuse me, more exciting news. It is the return of happy hours. So set your reminders. Happy Hour is set to make an epic return August 26th. We are sitting down to chat with Avery Flynn about her upcoming release, Mama's Boy, which is the return of the Hardigans. I know, Fiona Hardigan's book. Fiona! I'm so excited for this book. I know. We got a little glimpse of Fiona Hardigan in the wedding date disaster Mm because she's the roommate of the main character. So this Mama's Boy is going to be so good. I am super excited. Um, Avery did announce that the other two books in this series are going to drop every two weeks instead of all three books on one day. So, yeah. uh, but join us for happy hour and you can get all the details and you always know that with Avery joining us, there will be laughs abundantly. Mm-hmm. Um, the buzzing about romance reading challenge. This is our year long reading challenge. Um, August's prompt is a new to you author. Uh, We'll meet at the end of the month of August to talk about all the amazing new authors we discovered in this month. Interested in details, send us an email or check out our on-the-shelf show notes on how to join us for the second half of our reading challenge. Mm -hmm. 
And then I have so many new authors. Well, because you did like new author summer, like it has been a new, but it's been an exciting new author summer. Like I'm super excited with, you know, Jay Salmon, summer of Salmon, Serena Ackroyd. Anyway, so also our summer reading challenge bingo is still ongoing. So it is almost time for a grand prize drawing. There's just a couple more weeks left. So any book read between May 20th and September 1st counts. All of the bingos are due September 1st by 11.59 p.m. And you can find the details on the website. If you haven't signed up and you still want to, it is not too late because you can just fill in the books that you've read since May 20th. Yeah, just go back through your Goodreads um, Mm -hmm. list or, you know, like your Kindle and be like, oh, I read this. You would be surprised at probably how many bingos you have. And we still have good weekly prizes. We do. We have the Brenda Trim August giveaway still um, Mm -hmm. going. So anyway, what are you reading this weekend, Leah? I am reading the Iron Ladies box set by Danielle Norman. Um, The Iron Ladies, uh, they own like a private investigation firm. I have read all of her, like she writes a lot of cop, like women cops or male cops. And like they write like motorcycle cops, but the women are also motorcycle cops. Interesting. It is, but I have not read this series yet. Um, and it is actually back in KU for a little bit. So I decided since it's there, I'm going to give it a try. And I really like her books. So it kind of works out. There you go. I am reading The Parent Trap by Jacinda Wilder. Jack and Jacinda Wilder. But it says officially by Jacinda Wilder. You know. Ooh, I want to read that one. It's I know the cover good. is super sexy with the woman in the red jumpsuit with the mm-hmm. tall high heels. I'm super excited to be reading this. And I mean... We all know how I feel about Jacinda and Jack. I adore them. They're just, they're just, have you seen their TikToks lately of Jack dancing? Jack dancing (laughs) is hilarious. Even Jacinda dancing. Like, she's like, we're old. We're old. I'm like, sister, I get it. This is why I'm not dancing. Yeah, she posted, I saw one the other day, like of, like the dad dance, like he, and he was just being ridiculous and it yeah. was so funny and I'm they like, have I could... teenagers in their house i am sure their teenagers are mortified i know but i think that's part of the fun for them oh i'm sure it is she does like to you know embarrass them embarrass and traumatize the the children but we just we, we adore them like they are just wonderful human beings yeah if you haven't read any of their books you should totally check them out the first six books in the bad brother series are still free links are on our website and then um they just put their falling into you series have you read that series no it's in ku for the next month Ooh, I'm gonna it is to... such a beautiful emotional that'll fill my romance. 20 spaces because i have 20 spaces in ku now oh Everybody has 20 spaces in KU. It was a big, (laughs) exciting week last weekend. I saw like eight different TikToks about it. Everybody's so excited for 20 spaces. Now everyone can stop hating on me about it. (laughs) It baited really well, apparently. (laughs) It did bait it really well. Okay, Leah, let's talk about upcoming notable releases. Okay, upcoming notable releases. August 15th, we have Once Upon a Desk by Mimi Kinley. August 16th is Clusterfuck, Life Sucks, book four by Elise Faber. And then August 17th, which is also my birthday. So it's a really special day. 
We have 17 Fireman Lane, a Cherry Falls Romance Book 33 by Hope Fireman Lane. I wonder if Uh there's trucks and firehouses. (laughs) Probably. Twisted Heart by Stacey Lynn, Book 1 in the Love and Honor Duet. Bond, Klein Brothers Book 1 by Mary B. Moore. The Dating Playbook, Boyfriend Project Book 2 by Farah Rakan. 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 Uh, August 20th, we have Cross the Dark Kings, book three by Chantel Tesser. And Until Delilah by Harlow Lane also comes out on August 20th. And next time on the podcast. Next time, we are chatting with author Kelly Kay about building a world in the already established world of Sonoma, California. Yeah, she writes winery series. We had her on a happy hour back in April, and she's released um, her latest book released on August the 11th, um, and it's part of this five-family, multiple winery series that she's writing, and um, we're going to talk to her about how you build your make-believe world in a pretty well-known, established Mm -hmm. world. You know, it's not like in New York where you can have little neighborhoods and you don't always know the name of a building or what businesses are in a, you know. Well, and they change so much too. Like, right. I think New York's a little easier to kind of be vague in, um, but in a place like Sonoma, that's huge tourists, mm-hmm. very well established, like their square and the way their square works and their duck pond and all that stuff. And um, I, I'm interested to see how Kelly decided to do this and move things around so mm-hmm. i am too and she's always a good time she is always a good time she is a friend of the podcast and we are always delighted to have her on um with us so that's it for this time you guys next time uh next sunday we'll see you we'll see ya, or not see you but hear you we'll hear you. you can hear us <laughs> whatever wow Awkward intro, awkward outro. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.